No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Jonathan intercedes to save David's life. Saul swears that he won't kill David, but soon changes his mind. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 19 on Simply the Bible. King Saul's envy and hatred for David grew by leaps and bounds. Although David had done nothing wrong. In fact, like Abel and Cain, David's actions were righteous, but Saul's were wicked. We pick it up in 1 Samuel chapter 19. Now Saul spoke to Jonathan, his son, and to all his servants that they should kill David. But Jonathan, Saul's son, delighted greatly in David. So Jonathan told David, saying, My father Saul seeks to kill you. Therefore, please be on your guard until morning and stay in a secret place and hide. And I will go out and stand beside my father in the field where you are, and I will speak with my father about you. Then what I observe, I will tell you. No longer was Saul disguising his intention. Now he openly admitted his desire to kill David and even commanded his son and his servants that they should do the deed. But Jonathan greatly delighted in David and loved him as his own soul. So he warned his friend. True friends warn each other of potential harm. Jonathan also took the next step. Knowing how his father felt about David, he promised to confront Saul on David's behalf. Thus Jonathan spoke well of David to Saul, his father, and said to him, Let not the king sin against his servant, against David, because he has not sinned against you, and because his works have been very good toward you. For he took his life in his hands and killed the Philistine, and the Lord brought about a great deliverance for all Israel. You saw it and rejoiced. Why then will you sin against innocent blood to kill David without a cause? In Jonathan's appeal to his father, he made three points. First, killing David would be a great sin, for David had done Saul no wrong. Second, David had done everything Saul commanded him to do. He led the men of war in multiple victories over Saul's enemies, the Philistines. Third, David took his own life into his hands to kill Goliath, who had caused Israel so much trouble and demoralized the army. And as a result, the Lord gave Israel a great victory. Proverbs 12.18 says, There is one who speaks like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise promotes health. Saul was rash and violent in word and deed, but Jonathan was restrained, considerate, and wise in his use of words. We say that the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree, but that certainly wasn't true with Saul and Jonathan. So Saul heeded the voice of Jonathan, and Saul swore, As the Lord lives, he shall not be killed. Saul took an oath, but it was meaningless because Saul was a liar. 
verse 7. Then Jonathan called David, and Jonathan told him all these things. So Jonathan brought David to Saul, and he was in his presence as in times past. Because of Jonathan's intercession, David was now able to stand before King Saul once again. But how long would this last? No doubt David kept both eyes wide open and on Saul. And there was war again, and David went out and fought with the Philistines and struck them with a mighty blow, and they fled from him. This was the reason David was so popular. He went out to fight the Lord's battles, and he returned victoriously and highly esteemed in the eyes of his men and all Israel. The secret to continued victories is to always fight the Lord's battles, never your own. David did this, and he went from victory to victory. Saul, on the other hand, fought his own battle against David and went from defeat to defeat. Verse 9, Now the distressing spirit from the Lord came upon Saul as he sat in his house with his spear in his hand. And David was playing music with his hand. Then Saul sought to pin David to the wall with his spear, but he slipped away from Saul's presence and he drove the spear into the wall. So David fled and escaped that night. Saul was not happy that David chalked up another victory. It only made him more envious and fearful of David. Once again, the distressing spirit came upon him. So David was brought in to make his music. Now picture David with his harp in his hand, strumming, singing psalms, when he sees Saul pick up a spear, I'm sure David was not closing his eyes during that worship session. David had been in this position twice before and barely escaped with his life. And sure enough, Saul hurled the spear at David with such force that it stuck into the wall. David escaped that night. It is obvious that Saul was now filled with Satan, for he had lied by taking and breaking an oath and now he sought to murder David. Jesus said that Satan is a liar and was a murderer from the beginning. It isn't what we profess, but how we live that reveals whether we belong to the Lord or to Satan. Verse 11, Saul also sent messengers to David's house to watch him and to kill him in the morning. Saul had now completely broken his promise by sending out his messengers to kill David. Saul knew that David would try to go home to be with his wife. And Michael, David's wife, told him, saying, If you do not save your life tonight, tomorrow you will be killed. So Michael let David down through a window, and he went and fled and escaped. Michael was not perfect, but then who is? To her credit, she saved David's life that night. Thank God for the people. He sends us to look out for us and to warn us when trouble is coming. May God help us to listen to such angels of mercy. And Michael took an image and laid it in the bed and put a cover of goat's hair for his head and covered it with clothes. So when Saul sent messengers to take David, she said, He is sick. Then Saul sent the messengers back to see David, saying, Bring him up to me in the bed that I may kill him. 
And when the messengers had come in, there was the image in the bed with a cover of goat's hair for his head. Then Saul said to Michael, Why have you deceived me like this and sent my enemy away so that he has escaped? And Michael answered Saul, He said to me, Let me go. Why should I kill you? This image that Michael laid in the bed was a household idol that was large enough to look like David under the covers. Why did she have such an idol in her home? Then she lied to protect David. When Saul confronted her, she lied again. But how could Saul condemn her for lying? Like father, like daughter. But Saul committed a much greater sin. Michael lied to protect David. Saul was lying to kill him. It is disappointing that she lied again and incriminated David to save her own skin. Obviously, she was afraid to stand up to her father and tell him the truth, as Jonathan had done. So David fled and escaped and went to Samuel at Ramah and told him all that Saul had done to him. And he and Samuel went and stayed at Naoth. Now it was told Saul, saying, Take note, David is at Naoth in Ramah. David went to the one place where he felt he would be safe, to Samuel's house. Samuel anointed David to be king. Therefore, Samuel's life was also endangered. Yet David knew that God's hand was on Samuel, and he did the right thing in seeking refuge in this high priest of the Lord. We have a faithful and merciful high priest, Jesus Christ, and we are told to take refuge in him when the enemy is pursuing and troubling us. And if we are with Jesus, then we are in good company. No weapon that is formed against us will prosper so long as we are abiding in him. Then Saul sent messengers to take David. And when they saw the group of prophets prophesying and Samuel standing as leader over them, the Spirit of God came upon the messengers of Saul, and they also prophesied. And when Saul was told, he sent other messengers, and they prophesied likewise. Then Saul sent messengers again the third time, and they prophesied also. God is sovereign, and the Spirit of the Lord can come upon whomever he wants to do whatever he wants them to do. These men who were sent to kill David were overwhelmed by the holy presence of God, then speaking forth the words of God as he gave them utterance. This must have been enormously frustrating to Saul. Then he also went to Ramah and came to the great well that is in Sikhu. So he asked and said, Where are Samuel and David? And someone said, Indeed, they are at Naoth in Ramah. So he went there. Then the Spirit of God was upon him also, and he went on and prophesied until he came to Naoth in Ramah. And he also stripped off his clothes and prophesied before Samuel in like manner and lay down naked all that day and all that night. Therefore they say, Is Saul also among the prophets? When Samuel first anointed Saul to be king, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him and he prophesied, so that people said, Is Saul also among the prophets? Then the Lord was with him, empowering him for the work to which God was calling him. But now Saul had rejected the Lord's word and was now resisting the Holy Spirit and seeking to kill David. 
The Spirit came upon him in conviction of sin and stripped him to nothing, literally. Saul stripped off his clothes and prophesied before Samuel, lying naked all day and night. God was obviously humiliating Saul, but did he pay any attention? Saul should have known that he could not resist the will of God and succeed. But like so many, Saul knew the will of God, but he was unwilling to do it. From Saul's life, we observe that it is possible to be anointed by God, to be used by God, and even to prophesy in his name, and yet not to know God. Jesus said in Matthew 7, 21, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. We cannot enter the kingdom of heaven unless we are known by the Lord. And the only way for us to be known by the Lord is to trust in him and do the will of the Father. May God help us not to be mere professors and phonies, but to be those who truly trust in the Lord and keep his commandments. Then we will know him and he will know us. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Next week, we'll see where David proposes a way to test Saul's heart. Saul shows that he intends to kill David, so David must depart for good. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Samuel on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.